Hello and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs get more out of their marketing and advertising spend. On today's episode, we have Debbie Horowitz from Creative Content, and she is going to break down for us how she sees the world of marketing from her perspective. She has one of the leading collectives in South Florida dealing with clients ranging from Burger King to Puma to Payless and spanning the entire globe. She's worked with uh, million dollar ad budgets as well as that local smaller campaign. So Debbie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Nice intro. <laughs> thank you. I'm on episode whatever, 38 now or something. So I've got the first minute down. Break down for us. Just tell us your story. How did you find yourself in this position running uh, this sort of unique creative company? So walk us through that. Okay. I actually started out in broadcast television, broadcast news to be specific, and found my way into the post-production world dealing with advertising post-production specifically. And I just worked my way up within several different companies that kept growing and evolving and changing locations. And I just worked in every facet of production and post-production and learned from some of the greatest account managers, producers, creative directors from some of the world's biggest global shops on global brands that we were working on and had an opportunity to actually start a production company for the company I was working for. And that grew a bit. And then I dissolved that partnership and started creative content almost 11 years ago. I just realized we're like a month away from our 11th anniversary. <laughs> so that's pretty wild, but we've been really fortunate. We have great partners that we work with um, from the client side and the partner side. That's it in a nutshell. So before we jumped on, you started to explain the difference between maybe uh, a collective versus an agency. I thought that was uh, an interesting insight. So if you would tell us why you refer to your company as a collective rather than a traditional agency. A, a big chunk of our client base are ad agencies and global agencies, but a lot of brands have started to build their own in-house agencies and they tend to look for partners that can help on a per project basis or work alongside them on certain projects. So we needed to expand our offerings and our services because a lot of clients that were coming to us direct with their in-house agencies and in-house marketing departments needed us to customize our services to fit their needs in order to keep our overhead low and meet their budget constraints and that sort of thing. We partnered with a lot of like-minded people who had expertise in strategy or media or sometimes in art direction, if it was something pretty specific and, and really just tailored our services to the client's needs. And it's been an amazing experience because we get to work with so many great people, especially during the pandemic when <clears throat> there were a lot of layoffs and people were finding the work from home experience much more fruitful than going into the office. We were able to collaborate with a lot of talented and amazing people and give our clients the best possible product and super effective product too. So that's been exciting. Thanks for breaking that down. What do you think your sort of, I think it's cliche to say, hey, what's your mission or your vision? But what do you think the underlying purpose of your company is that might make you different from working with another agency or, or an in-house marketing department? 
There are a couple of areas that we really pride ourselves on and it's authenticity, transparency. We're very transparent with our clients when they're partnering with us on a project or awarding us a specific job. We're very transparent about the team that's working together on the project, where the money's going and, and how the money's being spent. We also pride ourselves on working within industries to make a positive impact. And we love to creatively collaborate with partners to produce authentic and engaging stories, whether it's through video content, email content, in-store, point of sale, radio, out-of-home print, whatever the, the medium is, we thrive when it's authentic. I think you had a unique background in the sense that you came from broadcast or in air quotes, traditional media, let's say. So what have you seen just in your history of coming from broadcast, production, television? I think if I understood that correctly, the full digital spectrum that I know you are dealing with these days. And what have you seen that's worked? What sort of maybe some tips and tricks that still work today? And I'll give you a setup and some context to the question because our audience would typically be like an enterprise level marketer or a, a CMO who is spending significant amounts on Facebook, Google Digital and is looking to expand to other channels. So if, if they are thinking about layering in radio or TV, what's some of the recommendations you might uh, suggest for anyone getting started in the traditional broadcast space, given your experience? I, I, I would have to say that reach and frequency still holds true today. So whether it's playing the same radio ads over and over again, or TV spots or sponsored content on digital social platforms, the more the customer is going to see, the more they're going to have that brand recognition, the more enticed they're going to be to click on your call to action. So reach and frequency, it still holds true today. It's just a different medium that it's playing on, the traditional uh, mediums before digital. Even the work that you know we've done on Payless, the more the customer sees the messaging, the more fruitful the sale is. It's the same principles, just maybe a unique channel. Definitely same principles, but a, a different unique channel in the digital space. So what have you maybe seen in marketing recently that has to do almost with customer journeys. Maybe this is during the pandemic or after the pandemic. And what I mean by customer journey is they first see a billboard, then they Google it, then they, they come in and they read a blog post, then they leave, then they see your Facebook ad, then they like, then they buy. Okay. Now they get an email sequence. Later on, they buy again. How has that changed or what experience have you had in managing and improving those customer journeys using marketing, using any form of, of communication or channel? That's a very loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was like seven parts to that. I can make it maybe a little bit simpler. I think what I'm really asking is, what are some of the, the best channels that, that you might be looking at to bring in new customers versus maybe nurturing existing? How do you, those two things working together? I guess it really depends like on the client budget. If there's not a large budget on, and there's an existing client base, whether it's an email database or a fan base on one of the social platforms, I would, I, I see you're asking on how to, 
are we asking, are you asking about improving the client journey, the customer journey or uh, bringing in new customers? Either, either one, whichever oh. one you think you can speak more in depth on. I think the question is just the types of content that we put out and what this podcast is about is real marketing isn't just a, a Facebook ad that gets somebody to, to buy from your Shopify store and that's it. It's like, right. how are you building the brand? what happens after they buy and how are you staying in touch with these people? And I think certain brands, some like new age brands, you might say, do this really well. Maybe that's Uber, Amazon, Apple, stuff like that. They really create a amazing ecosystem for you to live in and they take care of you and they are always talking to you and everything has value versus some of these older, more traditional companies might not be deploying the same type of marketing. And so I think what people are what people are looking to get better at is how do you just ultimately improve that customer journey using marketing so that advertising isn't annoying, it's helpful, and the email isn't always a discount sale. It's something that customers want. So I guess I'm not really making the, the question any easier, but just see what comes up and stir up some topics here. So if you have any thoughts on customer journey, that's great. If not, we can just keep moving on. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I'm afraid I would <laughs> go on seven different tangents in answering that question. I think it goes back to trust and really forming a connection, a brand forming a connection with their consumer and speaking them to them in an authentic way, whether it's in their brand messaging or through an influencer or through a a search ad or even traditional media, like a radio spot TV or, or some type of print piece. All of it has to be super authentic and in my opinion, and give the consumer what they're looking for. And consumers, they change so much their behavior because it's, it seems that their behavior is more of a reaction of what their needs are on that given day. If they go online and they're looking for uh, a new shirt or a pair of shoes or whatever it is they might be looking for, whether it's for them or a family member or a gift, you have to be able to, to connect with them to find what they're looking for. That makes sense. And that's a pretty hard thing to do on super small budgets. I feel like I'm starting to ramble. No, I think where you're going with that is if you have the budget or the scale to, to truly do like omni-channel marketing where you're everywhere and you are building that authentic trusting relationship. That's awesome. That's a luxury of brands and advertisers that have those budgets. If you don't have a budget of that size, it's pretty challenging to maintain that. I like your point about trust and authenticity. I think any brand that succeeds today, they're your friend. You trust them. Like I, I'm happy when Amazon shows up at my house, that logo in that box, it's, it has many attributes like of your friend you trust them, they're reliable. And so I think those are the brands that are succeeding today. Let me ask you this, just across that whole journey or regardless of the channel, what is your go-to way of measuring the performance of your marketing or advertising in general? Is it conversion rate or is it engagement? Is it customer satisfaction or order value? It obviously depends on the client and the project that you're working on, but what is just your methodology to, to try to determine 
if a marketing campaign or channel is working versus another that is not. If it's a retail client, it's what are our sales looking like? And how well did we do after running whatever piece of content we put out there. From a branding perspective, what was our reach and how many impressions did we get in some type of piece of content that that we put out there to create brand awareness? If it was more of a like a social responsibility piece that we wanted to tie in, what event was that tied to or what good do we do for the community? So I guess it really depends on what our intention was out the gate for that project or content, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a fair point. Depending on what that end deliverable is to the client, it might be impressions, it might just be awareness, or it might be something very tangible like number of units sold. It really is a spectrum between direct response and awareness for sure. So just tell us a little bit, if you would, for our audience, if they were looking to collaborate with you and your team on something creative, how do they find you? How do they get your skill set deployed on their next project? You can email me at Debbie at creativecontent.com and that's creative and content with K's. Our website is creativecontent.com and we're happy to talk about any type of project, large or small, and see how we might be a good fit. You heard it here first, folks. Thank you so much to Debbie for hanging out on the podcast. If you are looking to add some creative content to your next project, please email Debbie at creativecontent.com. And that is with creative and content with a K. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast. <laughs>